What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, hello everybody, welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell and alongside me is Elijah Spann. Before we get started with today's episode, as always, be sure to check us out across the social media world. We are over at GTD underscore sports, except for TikTok at gtdsports.com. You can follow our personal accounts. I'm over at Ryan Bennell 8 and Elijah is at Elijah Span 19 Make sure you check out our website where you can find out all of our content, not only our network of podcasts, but we have blogs, all that good stuff on gtdsports.com. And last but not least, subscribe to the newsletter as well on the same site, bottom of the page there, and you can keep up with email notifications and all that good stuff. So Got a pretty fun episode. It's Thursday. It's our, our shorter episode day. Usually we tend to hit things a little bit harder on Tuesday, but Thursday night football tonight, we got some a little bit of NBA opening reactions. We're not going to hit it hard too hard yet because they're, not every team has played yet. We can't really talk about everything. So a little bit of NBA talk. Formula One this weekend. We've probably never really officially talked about Formula One on this podcast. So a little bit of that. Stay tuned for that. And then the core four is here as you can tell by the title the core four is here all core four sports are on tv tonight it's beautiful it's immaculate we're gonna place the same game or not the same game i mean a a, a multi-sport parlay the core four parlay. yeah core four parlay and then as always gonna round out thursday with taylor fade everybody's favorite segment so before we get into any of that let's hit some would you rather questions elijah take it away Okay, so have you heard of the Island Boys? The um, the Island Boys, the yeah. I, whatever they the say. Hot Tub Island Boys. Yeah, bro. So, would you rather um have to watch their TikToks because they have a lot more than freestyling and rapping? Um, and our straight to their TikToks or get in the ring with Nganu for just thirty seconds. Bro, okay, I don't even need to think about that, bro. I would, as much as it would suck and as annoying it would be, I would rather watch the Island Boy TikTok 10 days out of 10, twice on a Sunday, bro. Like, dude, Nganu could literally look at me menacingly and I would probably fall over. Just like, I don't know, he could right. blow, he could just put a little breath of air out and I'm I'm done. I'm done for the night. I'm going to break a couple ribs. Right. So I would have to go with Island Boy, but let's let here. I'm gonna pull it up real quick so that yeah. For those that don't know the the beauty of what the Island Boy TikTok r- truly is. All right, let's see. Oh, oh, whoa! It put us down here this yeah, time. I kind of like that. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, there we go. Oh, whoa! A little oh, fun. I like. I, I kind of like that better. Yeah, this is kind of nice. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, we'll just show the show the video, but. Cause I'm an island boy and I've been trying to make. Oh, I'm an island boy. I, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. Ooh. I'm a get key white boy. You're gonna get key white boy. I'm just staring at the sun. I'm just out. And I'm like, pull where I'm staying. They're like, you want to be famous? I'm trying to be out. So basically, that sums it up. All you need to know is they're just a cesspool of talent, clearly. Clearly. And um, yeah. fashion icons. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at that, bro. That hair? I mean, what more well, could you ask I'm thinking for? more of the 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 tats. The Dude, tats that's with true, the bro. He has combo. like a, a fucking and, an eagle or some shit on his forehead. And their Play-Doh grills that they have in their mouth. It looks Wait, like they Play-Doh? got gold tinfoil. Have you, dude? Have you seen their grills? Gazing. I don't. I haven't seen them like up close, dude. Their grills are disgusting. They do not. I saw real. a video of uh somebody was like somebody was duetted that video or something on TikTok and was like, look, everybody's making jokes about these guys, but I see like potential. I see talent. He's like, I flew out to meet up with them. This dude literally like flew up to meet with them and like shoot content, whatever. And he's like, I'm gonna manage them. Like, I really believe that they're gonna be big. And it's like, bro, what? Bro, bro they have like music videos, dude, and actual produced songs. Like, what the fuck? But it, bro, it's live- terrible. It's auto tuned the fuck out of it. Like, I saw somebody comment, um, uh, maybe six nine wasn't that bad after all, <laughs> dude. I feel like I don't know. Six nine is like trash, but then he has like three songs that are just like so good. Like you can't tell me, you can't. Yes, that, and then you can't tell me, Fifi, bro. Can't tell me that's not a good song. Okay, I can't understand. He's like, they're like Playboy Cardi, but retarded. (laughs) It's. I kind of honestly know exactly what that would sound like. So yeah, exactly. It's probably a good way to put it. And they drop the M bomb like hard. Well, uh, they're mixed, right? It looked like it. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard mixed results on that. I think they. Some people say that they're like part Cuban, and some people say like they're Cuban. Some people like they're white. I have no idea. Well, Uh, to answer your "Would you rather," I would, I would much rather be forced to watch those two clowns than get just straight embarrassed by Francis and Ganu. I don't know though. Thirty seconds, I might be able to like run around. See, I thought about that too, but like Francis Gunn is probably faster than we are. Yeah, and he We're... he takes up like the entire octagon in two steps. Exactly. Like he's massive. I'd rather watch the TikToks too. I honestly got a lot of a lot of uh, enjoyment from seeing <laughs> their videos. They're so bad that it's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then my would you rather for you, inspired by our conversation on Tuesday about Jackson Mahomes dancing all over the Sean Taylor, um, what's it called, memorial thing. So would you rather have Jackson Mahomes as your brother or would you rather be the forgotten ball brother, which is LiAngelo? I was trying to think of like forgotten sport, you know, like sports families like the Gronkowskis or the the Watt brothers and stuff. Yeah. But I was trying to think, but like, I don't know, the first like just forgotten person that comes to my mind is LiAngelo. Oh, I'd 100% be LiAngelo. Because like – uh. That's like okay. I know we shit on Lavar a lot throughout the years, but Lavar's a good dad. I mean, he really I, is. From like I, I, I've I, seen at least, I wholeheartedly believe that that guy's like actually a good father because we can't say he's a 
Because, like, he was going through his thing, and he was doing all that, like, chest chest puffing shit just so his boys would get more hyped and more, like, money, which worked. Like, you can't be – you can't say that that guy's a bad dad when you've had one – your old eldest son go number two overall and have had a respectable NBA career. He probably hasn't lived up to the number two overall all the way. But he's been a respectable player. And another son go number three overall who has, all like – Probably going to be an all-star this year. Yeah, oh, he's, he's not. He's probably going to be an all-star like for the rest of his fucking career if he keeps yeah. up at this trajectory. Yeah, potential superstar. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely be and have Lavar as my dad, hundred percent. That's true, but then it would just suck to like, you know, have your big exactly like you said, you know, your big brother's the number two pick, your little brother's the number three overall pick, and meanwhile you're fucking robbing a gas station in China, getting kicked out off the UCLA basketball team. That's true, but think about like Cooper Manning. Cooper Manning's the forgotten Manning brother, but he's I most, honestly literally did forget about him. Yeah, yeah, but he's the most successful real estate agent in the New Orleans area. That's kind of wild. Yeah, and his son is really good at football. Oh yeah, oh, obviously, yeah. Arch Manning. Yeah. So you still got the genes, you know? He could he could become the next Lavar. That's true. I guess Leangelo's kids could be the next he, ball. They you know? can pump it out, you know, while his while. Lonzo and Lamelo are working on their own craft. He could be working on his kids' craft. Dude, like, what an iconic, up. what an iconic family name though to have. Like, if it's ball. gonna end up being like a line of basketball players, Ball is such an iconic name. It's perfect. Yeah. Did Did Lavar change his name, or is that like? I'm. That's legit? a good question. I've never really heard it like that. He changed his name, so yeah. I'm pretty sure it's legit. Yeah, kind of like um. Have you ever heard of like Equimonious St. Brown and Amon Ra St. Brown? Yeah, yeah, the NFL players. Their dad is kind of like the NFL version of LeVar in a sense, but it didn't pan out for them quite as well. Yeah. Uh, but he, they, he added the Saint for Brown because his name is Brown, but they added, he added Saint and he gave them like really cool names because he wanted them to be NFL players, which they're both NFL players. But like the dad is like a, a personal trainer and is like his own brand like supplements and protein and shit this was a couple years ago so i don't know if this is still going on but uh yeah so like it, it happens so is he like has he been planning on those his kids to go to the league for his entire life basically i think so their yeah. entire life yeah which worked because almon raw and equimonious are both playing They're yeah on. dude shit that'd be so cool bro though like monsters. i mean i feel like every dad to an extent every dad wants their kid you know to or at least every sports fan dad wants their kid to be a successful athlete. Oh, hell yeah. So that would be so cool. But yeah, you're back to like the LeVar thing. Uh, you're 100% right. Like I've seen, and of course we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but of all like the quote unquote parenting clips I've seen like on their reality TV show and stuff. Cause I mean, they're, they're with cameras 24 seven probably. Yeah. So, but on their reality show, like LeVar, he, he like, I remember there was one clip where it was uh, their select basketball team, like a few years before LaMelo ever made the NBA. And like, they lost the game because LaMelo literally like quit. Like he was like walking on the court type thing. And uh, LeVar was just absolutely going in. And he was like, you know what? Everybody else, I want you guys to remember why we lost this game. It's because of that fucking bum over there. And then he's just pointing at LaMelo He's yeah. like, you selfish asshole. Like, he's just going in. But I'm like, but you you see LaMelo's reaction to it. And, like, 
the way he reacted and like the way he was just like so respectful and so like he just took it it was like you, you can tell like he's raised him right you know what i mean yeah because like any cool. other kid bro would not like any other kid on that team would not have just taken that shit i feel like yeah nah he's he's I, my opinion on lavar has definitely changed in the past couple of years especially since we stopped paying as much attention to him yeah and he had uh it was kind of quiet in the media but like whenever he was really popular he said um, he was going to be wearing a hat like that said, I told you so when his next son gets drafted. And nobody really talked about it for like two years. And then at the draft, he literally wore a cap that said, I told you so. Hell and yeah. Like that was it. Like he just didn't didn't make any comments, just wore the hat. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah. All, All right. right. Speaking of basketball, though, a little bit of opening reactions. Um we had Colton on the show on Tuesday, so if you guys didn't see that, check that out for all of our full season predictions and everything. But I don't know. I might be overreacting. I have I have one major overreaction. I kind of predicted them in the, in the finals, but I think at this moment, the Milwaukee Bucks should be favorites to repeat the championship. I mean, they looked pretty dominant in the they opener. They looked pretty damn good against the Nets, yeah. They sclounced the Nets, and... Apparently Giannis is a jumper now. Dude, yeah, people have been talking about Giannis might be able to finish the year at 35% from three. And if that that's, happens, that's nuts, dude. That's nuts. That's absolutely bonkers, actually. That's like that's the only thing that Giannis has really been missing is like a pure shot to where like something that you could rely on. Yeah, that's that's it's it's like unfair. It literally, yeah, he's gonna become a fucking cheat code, dude. That's like that's like if Tom Brady all of a sudden got legs. You know yeah, I mean? if Tom like, Brady this... was as fast as Lamar yeah. Jackson or something. No, I mean, not even Lamar Jackson. Like, if you could just run, like, um, like a 4-6 or a 4-7. Like, he could be a threat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something, just like, yeah. Just, just something to where it'd be an added element to his game. That like, Giannis getting a three-point shot is just stupid. It is, yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, too, even though Luka right now is the favorite. Giannis could fucking do it again, dude. I mean, he, I he's fully capable. I wouldn't be mad either. I love Giannis. I don't. Yeah, he's one of like the, the, the NBA superstars that I really don't see how anybody can dislike him. Like he's never right. really done anything out in the media. Like he's always a super positive guy. He's a homegrown like loyalty stuck with Milwaukee. He came from. Uh, he's a, he was a refugee. Yeah, like, you know, like from in Greece and like I don't know. I don't know how you can disrespect that story at all because it's honestly still like. Even if he was like a role player, it'd still be one of the coolest stories in the NBA, how he's a refugee in Greece and couldn't even get citizenship for his family. And now he does. And he's also top three player in the league. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And like just looking at his pictures from like his rookie sophomore season to now, looks like a completely different person. Like a other than facially. I mean, his body is completely morphed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then on the opposite end of that, though, the Bucks looked good. Giannis looked good. Another big team that uh, everybody was keeping their eye on was the Russell Westbrook experiment in L.A. And it's safe to say it, it's off to a bad start. Uh, Russ played 35 minutes, which is quite a bit for the Lakers in their opener against the Warriors, which they lost, by the way. They were winning the entire game until the fourth quarter and choked. So that's fun. But anyway... Russ finished the day with eight points, five rebounds, four assists on four for 12 or four for 13 shooting, actually, excuse me, less than 33%. 
and 0 for 4 from deep with four turnovers. It just keeps getting worse. The stat line just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Um, so this is if this is ever going to work out, it's at least going to take some time. Yeah. But and I said on the pod Tuesday that like maybe this is just more of a regular season thing if LeBron and AD both end up missing time because he does go hard in the paint. But man, he is he's like he's inefficient. He's always been inefficient. It but just like just I don't know, high volume and efficiency is like his name of the game. But I don't know how you can be okay with that. Yeah. And at what point of the season are they gonna hit the oh shit button? If this yeah. keeps on going like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're going to get to the playoffs no matter what. Like, I think the regular season, even if they struggle, that's kind of even whenever the Lakers won the championship, they had some question marks in the preseason, but then pulled it out in the playoffs. So, which is kind of just what LeBron does. But yeah, the Westbrook, the the execution, the efficiency is really the the key because Westbrook is so hot and cold with his efficiency. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, that's going to be the big factor. But I was kind of shocked. I mean, especially considering, like, looking at the box score, LeBron and AD both had 30-point double-doubles. So they carried their own. It wasn't like anything really changed there. I mean, like I said, dude, they got a lot of age on that roster. I just don't know how much I can trust that. Yeah, because Carmelo – I mean, Carmelo, he's not necessarily meant to be a big scorer anymore, but he finished with nine points in uh, 26 minutes, so – well, 26 minutes seems about right, though, for him. 26 minutes? That's a lot. I don't want Lamello, I mean, Carmelo playing, like, sub-20, honestly. Dude, but Dwight Howard only played 13 minutes. I would want Dwight Howard playing more. Just based on, like, know. how small their lineup is, other than AD and LeBron. Frank Vogel is a pretty decent head coach, so if he is got to yeah. figure it out, um, I could probably trust him to do that. But, man, like, I'd... It's going to take some time. It's going to take 10, 20 games till we see what this team can actually put out. Because right now they're probably tinkering with a lot of stuff to quite figure it out yet. And three guys who obviously need the ball in their hands in the starting lineup. So very interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. They're literally like the Nets of the West now. Because the Nets even last year didn't really work out at first, but then they found their rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope that we see like the, you know, the Russ, AD, LeBron. I hope we see them all on the court at the same time, though, instead of like the net situation where it was, you know, maybe two out of three of them at best on any given night. They were always rotating who was out, who was injured. So, yeah, I agree. I want to see the actual. Have you placed, um, did you place any uh, NBA bets the past couple of days? I have not. Dude, so last night. I know opening night was Tuesday, but last night was kind of like the official opening night because it was like 10 teams playing. So I had a very uh, like a two and a half unit play on the Bulls minus five because, you know, everybody's been hyping up the Bulls. They got Vucevic, Lonzo, DeMar DeRozan now, and they were only five point favorites against the Pistons. So I'm like, all right, it's the fucking Pistons. Like, come on, that's free money. And throughout the whole game, the Pistons were winning like the entire game. And then come fourth quarter time, the Bulls take over. And then they get the lead 94 to 88. They're up by six with 18 seconds left. And I'm watching with my buddies and I'm like, you know what's about to happen is they're going to make a meaningless buzzer beater just to fucking lose me money. So they take a fadeaway three-pointer, bad shot. 
doinks off the rim. I'm like, yes, yes. And then this motherfucker out of nowhere grabs the rebound and like does like a little quick floaty thing, like just catch and shoots it and it swishes. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there baffled. I can't believe it. I'm I'm so heartbroken. But then they fucking review the shot and he didn't get it off in time. And I fucking won. It was crazy. Nice. Nice. It was crazy. That's a, uh, oh man, that's a bad beat. That was a bad beat. Yeah. Just wow. Good. The, the trials and tribulations of gambling right there. Oh, that was literally like definition of the roller coaster of emotions. I was just, yes, no, yes. Like, uh, that's why we love it and hate it so much. Yeah, exactly. But that game, it was nice to see the new Bulls. They weren't as good as I thought they would be. But I am First sad. To, it's sad to say, though, that we haven't seen Cade Cunningham. I don't know when he'll be good to go, but he was out for the Pistons opener. So I, I really want to see Cunningham play. Okay. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Jalen Green wasn't that good. Yeah, that, that's another thing to talk about, too. Jalen Green and Houston. I mean, we know Houston's bad, but holy shit, the Rockets look bad. They were playing the Timberwolves and just they were down by 20. I think the entire game, like early in the second quarter, they were down by 20 and the lead just never changed. So, and that's the Timberwolves who really aren't a fantastic team. Oh, they're bad. Yeah. Other than cat, they're bad. So yeah, I, that's rough. Green though. Uh, he finished four for 14 shooting with nine points. So not exactly what you want out of your rookies debut. It's okay. It's a debut, but yeah, I don't know. He should, and he's the guy who's supposed to be come out firing too because he played in the G League against grown men and not in college. So yeah. that maybe should be a little concerning, but I don't know. That's that might just be a welcome to the NBA moment. That's true. Yeah. And he also, I remember in the preseason and stuff, he kind of had a, a chip on his shoulder that he put there himself, really. Um, he, he was always saying, like, I should have been the number one pick. I'm going to go into this season, like, proving that that one team that passed up on me was wrong type thing. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that, I mean, that's a good mentality to have. You you should always, you know, any chip on your shoulder you can get, like take one out of Tom Brady's book. That motherfucker makes himself an underdog in any situation he can. And it works. So <laughs> yeah, it works. True. True. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Okay. The Hornets, they're going to be fun. Dude, I like the Hornets a lot. They're a fun team to watch, bro. And it's mostly because of LaMelo. Right. I like Melo a lot. Um, what do you think that their seed's going to be? Like, are you predicting playoffs? Hmm. Okay, wait. I got to look at them. Let's see. I'm going to pull up the, the standings. Okay, so with the East, all right. I'm going to go ready. I'm just going to fucking go through the list of the East. I think the one seed is the Bucks. Two seed is the Heat. Three seed is the Nets. Four seed. Fuck, that's hard. Four seed, actually, I'm going to give that to maybe the Knicks. No, 76ers. 76ers, four seed. Five yeah. seed Knicks, six seed Hawks, seven seed Hornets. I see the, the Hornets, seven seed, competing for a six seed. Because okay. that, like that, that little string of Knicks, Hawks, I think after the 76ers is where it gets really competitive. Because I think that top four of the Nets, Heat, Bucks, and 76ers are pretty above and beyond the rest. Right. Is, especially that like come playoff time. But that the rest of it, shit, that could be wide open. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think <laughs> Heat might be a little bit too high for me, but I think they can be a top four seed, especially with Kyle Lowry in there. 
Right they're now. a top four seed for sure. Maybe not they're number two. Four. Maybe, maybe three not three or two. four. Yeah, maybe three or four. But I think they're a top four seed for sure this year. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, what else we'll has been going on? We'll see tonight, man. The Heat, they open up against the Bucks, and they're favorited, which is scary. It's scaring me because Drew Holiday was announced out for the game. So since then, the line shifted in favor of Miami. I kind of want to take them just to do it. But I'm know. scared. I'm scared. I'd be scared, too. Now, and then last but not least, uh, out of the NBA opening day, you could call it, uh, it was a absolute wild finish in Madison Square Garden. The Celtics played the Knicks. And this was a little uh, personal for me because this game was the last leg in a $300 parlay for me off of free play. It was literally zero risk to win $300. I was five for five for six. All I needed was the Celtics to win. And they lost by, I think, two in double overtime. Yeah, Fucking, I was keeping up with that. Yeah, pain. But that game was – that was a really good game, man. Yeah. Madison Square Garden, dude, every player just dreams of playing there. That shit was iconic. It's the mecca. Exactly, it's the mecca. bro. Now, but I don't really have much to say, like, specifically about the game. I just thought it was it was the most entertaining game of the day by far yesterday. And who would have yeah. thought, you know, the Knicks? I mean, shit, the Knicks might be better than the Celtics now. Um, who knows? Who knows? Honestly, the Celtics are kind of on a downturn right now. They peaked and then kind of are on the downslope. So they still got some of the same old faces though. Marcus Smart's back, Jason Tatum, of course, Jalen Brown. So I've no idea, but, uh, a lot of people are really down on the Celtics this year and they have to definitely contend for, um, a playoff spot. That's I was just about no to guarantee. say I didn't even I didn't even when I was just going through that like top seven I didn't even think about the Celtics. I don't, I don't know where to put them this year. I don't know what they'll finish. They're a team yeah. that could honestly be anywhere from like fifth seed to eleventh seed, dude. Depending on how they go. All right, well that's enough basketball talk. It's Thursday, so it is Thursday night football. We have an absolutely battered and beaten Browns team. Going up against the Broncos in a primetime matchup. Teddy Covers is back in action, I hope. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. How are you feeling about this matchup? Um, this is the epitome of Thursday Night Football. This is just a shit show. Um, the Browns are absolutely decimated. They're missing both their top two running backs. And Baker. And Odell is out. Jarvis is back. Jarvis is back. Yeah, so they like just announced uh, Jarvis. Yeah. So, I and then we have against the Denver team who won the first three games against the bottom three teams in the league, and then have uh, proceeded to lose their next three games. And they got blown out against the Raiders, who had their own organizational problems last week. As we all, I know. was so sad. I had three units on the Broncos, bro. I was not expecting. I had a unit on the Raiders myself. I mean, on the Broncos myself, and yeah. I should have just known that it was it was too obvious to go with the Broncos. Exactly. It was Vegas, bro. They were they knew what we were thinking. They knew it we was were thinking too that, obvious. Yeah, fuck those guys, man. So, ah, oh, man, that that was tough. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch it though. I'm gonna watch the game. Oh well, yeah, I mean, you gotta watch the game. Thursday night football. Uh, who's, but who's Case the quarterback, Case, Case Keenum, Keenum yeah. baby, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. People forget, man. This is the Case Keenum that you don't that you don't want to see against playing against your team. Because last time Keith Keenum came in as a backup, I'm pretty sure, like, like undoubted backup, 
was when he was with the Vikings a couple years ago. And then mm-hmm. you know what they did that year? They went 13-3 and three and had the Minneapolis Miracle. <laughs> That's true. Every time he's been the unquestioned starter, not good. But And you know who was uh, his offensive coordinator during that 13-3 and three year with the Vikings? Hmm. Kevin Stefanski. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to like confidently say that I think Case Keenum is about to come out here and ball out. Is no. it possible? Yes, 100%. Is it likely? Not so sure about that. I think so. I Do you think, do you think the Browns are going to win tonight? I have the Browns. Ooh, I know, tough. right? That's it's, tough. It's it's such a shit fest. I was like, you know what? Browns are home team. They need a win. They have the better roster through and through. Um, the Broncos only three wins came against terrible opponents. Um, I just yeah, go with Browns. Browns money line. So you're right about that. The, the main re- see, I'm going with the Broncos. I think the Broncos win um, because you know Teddy has the nickname Teddy Covers for a reason, but they right. haven't covered the spread in three games. So he's due. Mm. He's due. He's due. I don't know though. That that does scare me though because you're right. The Browns are kind of in a must-win situation, and you know who's not out. Miles Garrett. Yeah, that is true. But how much can one defensive lineman really? He can make a big impact. Don't get me wrong, but I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, Miles Garrett's on another planet. I mean, you, we've all seen that video of him teleporting. Yeah. So uh, I think he can he can definitely be in Teddy's face a little bit, put some pressure on him. But uh, I I think this is kind of a coin toss though. Yeah, because the Browns it is, they, it is they more of a coin toss game. They're in a sticky situation because right now they're. Three and three tied with the Steelers for last place in the division. Meanwhile, the Bengals and the Ravens play each other this weekend. So if the Bengals win, that's two five and two teams ahead of a three and four team if they lose. So right. th- this is a, a big swing game for them, per se. Um, and then also, too, a lot of the most of the money is on the Broncos. Oh, see, that kind of 80% of it on Fandle. 80 whoa 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 45 percent of the bets and 80 percent of the money is what i heard but that's oh that's only. what i like that's what i like to see though 45 percent of the bets yeah that's what i like to hear yeah okay because that means it, it's really wonky you can skew the numbers however you want really um to like fit you know your opinion per se but like the way i look at it is if like 30 to 40% of the bets are on one line, yet they're getting the majority of the money like they are in this Bronco situation. That's typically an indicator that like the big bettors, the professionals are putting more money on the Broncos, like heavy right. bets. Right. But well, it see, also could it also could mean a big payday for the, the sports books. It's true. So I've, I have no idea, but uh, it's definitely going to be a shit show. And sometimes, you know what? Maybe an unpopular opinion, but toilet bowls are fun to watch. I agree. No, I really do. I like the shit fests. They're to- entertaining. Like some of the some of the most fun Thursday night football games. I know we like to shit on Thursday night football, but some of the toilet bowls that they produced have been decently entertaining. Like one that comes to mind last year was uh, Broncos Jets, where they had Brandon Ripien start for the Broncos because Drew Locke was hurt, and then Sam Darnold lost that game. Um, it was the same game that Sam Darnold had that 50 yard run to open up the game. Yeah, I remember run. that, dude. So getting ripe in as a starting quarterback. Sometimes, sometimes, man, those these these toilet bowls produce some pretty decent games. So I'm, but I'm and I'm rolling with the Browns. I think that their backs are against the wall. Kevin Stefanski's a good head coach. 
they're pissed off that they lost that week. They're beat up, um, but they have the magic, the magic conch right now, and that's Case Keenum. Uh, see, I'm I literally don't have as because I agree with you on all of those reasonings, but I'm literally picking the Broncos simply because of Teddy fucking covers. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's basically my main reason. And you know what? That's just enough to for me to not shit on you about it at all. No, like, I, no matter who picks whatever in this game, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm not gonna blame you. Yeah, exactly. I see this game going either way. I I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, mm-hmm. the Browns won. Okay. There's I mean there's a reason they're favorited, but what about uh, some prop bets and stuff? So again, I'm bringing back my Thursday night football same game parlay. I like this one a lot lot more than last week's. Last week's didn't hit because who was it? Gio Bernard only got two catches and I put I put um something else went wrong about it. But tonight I like it a lot. So I got Case Keenum over 219 and a half passing yards. 220 in the NFL, easier. That's low that. number. That's really low. That's low. Um, and then I got Jarvis Landry over 43 and a half receiving yards. And then I got Melvin Gordon over two and a half receptions at plus 355 odds. Do you know how Sorry. many receptions Gordon is averaging? He usually gets about either two or three a game. Okay. So I just need him to get two or three. No, I, I really like that. I think, yeah, the only one – I think the Keenum and Landry ones are locks. The only one I would be a little bit nervous about is the Gordon receptions. But do two on the prop builder if you wanted to. Okay. But the only reason I was going to say it might actually probably hit is because Case Keenum's going to be looking for a lot of dump off, check down passes probably. Yeah. And then that's kind of like where I went with that because the weather might be a little bad. So Teddy might just be looking for some dump offs to, to Melvin Gordon. So hopefully he gets a lot more snaps than Javante Williams. For my money tonight, but plus three fifty five, like I like that a lot. I got uh, only fifteen bucks on it, so it's fifteen to win fifty five. So that's, that's like good. That's not bad, right? Yeah, I like that. I uh, also forgot before I do my props. I forgot to mention I'm probably gonna take the under as well, even though the under is forty point five. It's it's super low. I think this is gonna be a shit fest type game. Even if yard, even if they get yards, there's gonna be a lot of chokes. The finishing won't be there. I don't know. I'm just going to take the under. I like the um, over. Really? Over 40? Yeah. I mean, because we've seen it. Like, we thought that against um, the, the what was it, football team and Giants Thursday night football game, and that went way over. I had the over on that one. Yeah, but a lot of people thought that. No, you're right. We're yeah. on the under. So, yeah, you're right. Because of Heineke, backup but, quarterback. I'm telling you, backup quarterbacks making magic this year. I don't, I don't have for prop bets. I don't have a parlay put together, but I do have uh, just this is probably my favorite bet of like the night, just in general, um, for Thursday night football is Teddy Bridgewater over 226 passing yards. I like that one a lot. Let's see. What is he? I'm trying to see. So his last two games, he finished with actually his last four games that he's played the entire, you know, game without that one where he got injured, he finished with. 328, 235, 288, and 334. So those are all over this threshold. I think the Browns defense might be a little bit better than, you know, the Jags and the Jets. But, I mean, Teddy put up 288 against the Steelers defense, who's pretty solid. I think the Steelers are in that same category defensively. So I like him to hit the over. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. And then next up, sticking with Teddy, is another uh, prop bet. I'm going with... Teddy Bridgewater, anytime touchdown scorer, plus 700. And the reason I'm going with this is because these odds of plus 700, 
is usually the type of odds you would get for like first touchdown score of the game type thing. And this is just for Teddy to score at all. Now, whether or not, actually, I can check that. Does he have any, he has zero rushing touchdowns this year. So he has zero touchdowns, but I have a feeling, I don't know. I just have a feeling he might run one in tonight. Speaking to you? Yeah, those odds are speaking to me. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I love these toy bowls, man. A lot of fun. All right. And then other than football, there's more football this weekend. We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, let's hit some Formula One. Uh, if you've kept up with our podcast, you know, did you finish? Um, actually, I don't know. We haven't talked about it in a while. Did you ever finish the Drive to Survive series? No, I didn't. I kind of okay. tailed off somewhere around season two. Okay. Um, well, for those that have been following us, we have talked a little bit about Formula One recently. But the reason... We talk about it this week in particular is because it's finally in America. Uh, the one race of the year, the one USA Grand Prix of the year is in Austin. It's taking place this Sunday is race day. And I'm fucking hyped because I'm going and I have no idea what to expect, but it's going to be electric. I'm super hype. Uh, F1, though, is an interesting time right now because like I just mentioned that Netflix show Drive to Survive. That is the entire reason I consider myself a fan now is that show. And so it's blowing up in America right now. Everybody is kind of hopping on the bandwagon of F1. And because of that, they are now adding another USA Grand Prix in Miami. And bro, I could just, you know how like the Monaco Grand Prix is super famous? Yeah. Dude, I could just imagine how cool a Miami Grand Prix would be. Like it's do it like on the beach or something, have like some boats out there watching. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, but yeah, as much as I love Austin and living here, I think a, a Grand Prix in Miami would be way more fun. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely the primo location. I've kind of always wondered like why Austin, you know? Well, the Circuit of the Americas, we got this racetrack. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But I mean they could build a fucking racetrack wherever they wanted, probably. Yeah. But that's why it's just a good racetrack and it's huge. Yeah, it is it. it's a whole it's a whole deal. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm figuring out I'm trying to plan like where exactly to sit because I have no idea how that works. You know, I want to get a good spot to where I can maximize my viewership of the cars because they're just going to go straight by me. Yeah, it's you're just going to like kind of be on your phone or just I don't know. I think it's just more of an event to go to to have a good time and not exactly like watch the event. And it's more of just like the spectacle of it all. Dude, I hope I get to watch at least a little bit, bro. These tickets yeah, are you'll fucking get to see some, pricey. Some cool shit, definitely. Well, they'll definitely have like a big screen wherever you're at. I mean, it's America. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. We got a comment here that says, it's going to be loud as fuck, bring earplugs. That's actually something I probably would have forgotten. That's a good idea. They'll definitely you- have them at the, at the racetrack too, if you forget. That's true. They might, yeah. Yeah, I always forget how truly loud those cars are. Mm-hmm. But uh, who do you think is going to win? That's a good question. Um, looking at the odds, obviously Lewis Hamilton is going to be favorited in like every fucking race. But right now it's hard to say because qualification hasn't been set. So we don't know like the order that the racers are going to start in. But as of now, Hamilton is the big favorite at minus 115 odds. Right behind him is Verstappen at plus 140. And then after those two, it's just a major drop-off. We got Vittari Botas at plus 1,200. 
Sergio Perez at plus 1,800. Leclerc and Norris are both 2,500. Ricardo is at plus 6,600. And then after that, it drops to 100 to 1 odds for everybody else. Yeah, so, don't bet on those guys. Yeah, don't bet on the 100 to 1 odds, guys. It's not going to happen. happen. Ever. I'm very Ever. tempted. I think I think Verstappen is going to win the race. Okay. But I am very tempted to take Danielle Ricardo at plus 6,600. I love Danny Rick. I love him, bro. He's so entertaining, dude. Yeah. And he's just a cool guy. Yeah. yeah and he, he's been like, maybe this is a little bit of a superstition, but he's been like the face of the F1's uh, promotions for the Austin race. Like I've mm-hmm. seen their TikTok video. It's Danielle Ricardo opening up like, well, howdy y'all. And then a bunch of F1 shit happens. So, and he was, they, they posted videos of him today walking around and like, the traditional pearl snap cowboy t-shirt like a cowboy hat boots and hell jeans. yeah like, yeah so he's in his element bro he's about to go off i just got a feeling i don't know i would love to see uh yeah if i were you i'd definitely love to see a shoey yeah oh yeah definitely my so my my brain my smart pick would be verstappen at plus 140 but my heart and my fun pick will be daniel ricardo just put a unit on both i'd probably eh, i'll put like half a unit on both put a half a half yeah. a unit yeah it's well, too then risky, you could bro. Just make your money back, but then you'd make a shit ton of money off Ricardo. Ricardo, but probably not. They're they're definitely more. They're kind of building something because, like, I see that you have written out here that like new rules are coming out next year, which is a big thing in the F one. Like every so often, they come out with a lot of new rules that teams have to watch out for. And so there's been a couple of teams that have been pegged to like have a really big year next year after these rule changes. Ferrari is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then McLaren is another one too. McLaren finally got their first win in years this year when Danny Rick won. And where was that at when he won? I'm not sure exactly where it was, but it was recent. It was like less than a month ago. And they and they went one and two. Yeah. So people think that McLareners have something going on, especially with Danny Rick and they have another young guy. Who- yeah, Lando, Lando Norris honestly has like, even though Ricardo is like more – famous more proven like a veteran reliable lando norris has a lot of hype around him he's only 21 years old dude's already won a race he's kind of you could say at the top of the game right now and he's only 21 so they have a lot of a lot of hope for him in the future too Mm -hmm. and then so we'll see next year is definitely going to be a lot more interesting than this year well i don't know this year is pretty kick-ass because you have Hamilton Verstappen going at it like yeah they're this. neck and neck dude which is crazy to think that finally somebody is challenging Hamilton yeah because he wins like every single year every single year and I wonder if these like you mentioned the rule changes I wonder if the rule changes is going to uh you know play a big part in not only the team race but the individual race as well like you mentioned yeah like every team there always is one team that kind of breaks away with the new rule changes Last the last time there were new rule changes was Mercedes, as you can tell based on the way they've won like what like seven straight titles, seven straight championships. Crazy. Before that was Red Bull. They won like four in a row at one point. And then before that, the rule changes was Ferrari. And then since then, Ferrari's kind of been eh. But you're right, Ferrari right now is one of the teams that a lot of people have a lot of hope for. Well that that'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. That'll definitely be a good first season to come into as a as an f1 fan to start like right away from the top yeah with new rules and everything yeah, yeah. i agree because that'll be my like first full season paying attention hopefully because i kind of had to play catch up this year 
what are the what are the standings right now with uh Verstappen and Hamilton? Let's see. I they're like neck and neck. Yeah. Last They've been time going I back and forth. Kept up. So Verstappen is currently at 26 uh 262.5 points and Lewis Hamilton is in second at 256.5 points. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. That's literally nuts. And then after that it's Botas at 177, Lando Norris at 145. Yeah, so Lando Norris is already in fourth right now. That's pretty yeah, that's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, what is uh how many there's only like four or five races left, right? I believe so. Yeah, season's okay. season's close to over. All right. I think I'm gonna watch the race this weekend. What time does it start? 2 p.m. Nor- normal American time. We don't have to wake up at like crack butt crack at dawn. That's tough. That's going to be – well, Cowboys are on a bye week. I could have Red Zone Channel up on the big screen and then – Oh, that's true. Yeah, because I'm probably going to have to miss the, the Bengals game for it. Oh, yeah. That's going to be tough. We'll probably talk about that. We'll definitely talk about that in a second. But before we do, all four sports are playing tonight. Yes, sir. So you know what that means, right? What does it mean? Tell them. It means we got to have a core four parlay. It has to. We have to. Four-leg parlay with a leg in each sport like you had. This is what America's all about. You can't okay. argue with science. When I they mean, wrote the Constitution, they had this in mind. They were Yes, they were like, <laughs> in, in 100 years or so, if you guys aren't betting core four parlays, then you're un-American. That's, that's what the Constitution said. You're right. This is what Abe Lincoln fought for <laughs> to save the Union was for slavery and core four. Core four parlays. <laughs> core four parlays. <laughs> Right here. The top two biggest needs in America at the time, clearly. Right. right. Um, so what what's yours? All right, let's let's go. So we already talked about Broncos, Browns. I know you got the Browns, but I'm gonna rock with the Broncos. I'm gonna take I want to go money line, but I mean you never know what could happen in the NFL. So give me plus one and a half. That one point cushion could be a difference. Who knows? Um, yeah. so give me the Broncos out of football. Out of basketball, I know we agree on this one, but I'm going to go Mavs money line. I think that two-point cushion, it could make a difference, but fuck it. I'm going money line. I think the Mavs win this one. Uh, Hawks exceeded expectations. I think they have a little bit too much hype around them after last year. Give me the Mavs. And then for baseball, I'm there, there's only one game on. It's Dodgers-Braves, so give me the Dodgers. Backs against the wall. A 3-1 to one series. They literally... Have to, have to, have to win. They just announced that Joe Kelly is actually going to be starting on the mound, but he'll probably come out in like two innings. So, yeah, I like the Dodgers, though. And then last but not least, to round it out, my least educated bet out of any of this is going to be the Washington Capitals minus 130 money line at the Devils. They're two of the only undefeated teams remaining right now in hockey already, which is crazy. And I think the Capitals are the better team here. The Devils are... They, they had some upset wins to start. I don't think the Devils are good enough to remain undefeated, and that's really the only reason I'm going with the Capitals. Okay, so for mine, I'm going the exact opposite of you. I got Browns, money line. I'm with money line because, like you said, that minus 110 to minus 120 difference wasn't worth it for me to not have that one-and-a-half-point cushion or, like, you know. Yeah, if I like, was taking Browns, know. yeah, if I was taking Browns, I would 100% do money line. Yeah, it's like it's not worth it. Um, And then next up, I have the Mavs plus two. Again, like you said, kind of the same thing. Like, I'm going to just take that two points. It might not make a difference, but I'd rather have it in a parlay because you can never know what's going to go wrong. 
um, at the Hawks. I think Luke is going to come out firing. Um, hope KP, like Colton said, has not had offseason surgery this year. So maybe he can come out firing as well. And then we'll see what Jason Kidd can do. And then next up, I got uh, – I, I went with the Dodgers. I originally went with – I was originally thinking Braves because they got Matt Freed. But I was like, you know what? The Dodgers are so damn good. It's 3-1. They had their backs against the wall. They've had their backs against the wall in elimination games. And they've obviously come through every single time. I just don't see them going through down at home like this in five. Maybe in six, but not in five. Sorry. So yeah, I, I got them – in there and then last again my also least educated bet is Oilers minus 200 at the Coyotes I do know like two things about this game and that's one Connor McDavid is one of the best players in hockey and two the Coyotes are the worst team in hockey so it's math it's literally just Connor McDavid against bad yeah boom yeah so seemed worth seemed it was also the heaviest favorite of the night <laughs> so, yeah I, I like that pick too but I was just kind of kind of wanted to change it up so yeah so my my parlay is at plus eight hundred, um, nothing nothing too too crazy, but it is uh, it is something. And then Ryan, yours is at plus eleven fifty, which is juicy juicy. It is I forgot to mention that that is juicy juicy. So, but yeah, those are those are our picks. Oh, it's beautiful, though, bro. It's so beautiful. I, I hope it hits. Wow. That would be if it hits. I would feel like a god. I put half a unit on it, but you know. Because I'm not gonna put a full unit on something that crazy. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. Or if you had free play lying around, yeah, always throw free play on those type of parlay. I always do free. I basically just throw away my free play, bro. I ba- I I always do my free play on like seven leg parlays that I'm just like, all right, well if it hits, it hits, and if it doesn't, then yeah, yeah, that's true. I'd probably keep it to like three leggers if it were me, but you know, whatever. It is yeah. I just I get a little bit too. Uh, too cocky making my but all right time for our favorite segment yes, uh, sir. last week you went six and four i went five four and one your overall record is 35 and 25 so you're up 10 units and then i am 31 27 and two so that means i'm up four right yeah yeah so okay yeah because the pushes don't count four yeah that's, pushes that's yeah right. yeah it's weird i got two pushes in a two weeks in a row, which we haven't had yet, which is kind of interesting, but it happened. But, hey, okay. but the only thing that matters is we're both positive and we're both winners right now. Yeah. So if you tailed both of us, you'd be up 14 units, which Quite is a bit. Not bad. Not bad. Not too shabby. Not bad. Not bad. Especially for, you know, just like one game single, like regular picks. Nothing crazy, but okay. Yeah, and we're, only, uh, we're only doing like 10 a week per se. Yeah. Yeah. That's not 10 a week. Six weeks in, that's hey, pretty solid. Not bad. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, for, but for those that are unfamiliar with the segment, this is where we give our five best bets in both college football and NFL for the upcoming weekend. So I'll go ahead and get us started with college football first. To start things off, I'm taking Purdue plus three at home versus Wisconsin. The Boilermakers just had a crazy upset on the road at Iowa. I think Wisconsin is bad we've talked about how bad graham mertz is i i think that's going to be the difference in this i'm surprised to see wisconsin favorited give me the boilermakers yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you as well i just i will never put money on graham mertz all right yeah he's dude he's embarrassing after like his first couple starts Mm -hmm. so bad 
All right, next up, I'm going UCLA minus one at home versus number 10, Oregon. The, the only reason I'm picking this is because why the fuck is the number 10 team not favorited? That scares me. UCLA, they're at home. Rose Bowl's never an easy place to play. Oregon, they lost to Stanford two weeks ago, and then coming off a of bye week, almost lost to Cal. They beat them by seven, a one and four Cal team. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just rolling with the, the trends. I'm going with UCLA. I'm going to fade. All right. Yeah, it's kind of an unpopular pick. I mean, Oregon is definitely the popular one. They're a top 10 team. I just feel like that's a Vegas trap. Right. All right. Next up, I'm going Boston College plus six at Louisville. I, I think uh, they're these are two really even teams in the ACC right now, even though historically, at least in our lifetime, uh, well, historically they're solid, but in our lifetime, Boston College is not solid. I think this is a, a new revitalized team, a bowl game type team. Um, I think they can keep it within six at Louisville. I'm going to fade. All right. Yeah, Louisville's they've been kind of wishy-washy though. They've had a couple of good wins and a couple like what the fuck are you doing? So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, I'm going UTSA, the Road Runners. Everybody's Cinderella, everybody's champion right now. Give me UTSA minus six and a half at Louisiana Tech. The Road Runners are six and one against the spread with a perfect seven and zero record. Holy tail, shit. Tail, 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 tail. Yeah. Fuck 100%. Louisiana Tech, bro. They're they're two they're and four right now. Very bad. All right. But now to round out my college football card, I'm going with NC State minus three and a half at Miami, Florida. I I'm gonna fade Miami any chance I get. NC State's a top 25 team. They had a rough game last week. They lost, I think, 33-7, to despite being three-point underdogs. So they are in a bounce-back situation. They're going to want to win. They're going to want to keep that top 25 ranking. Meanwhile, Miami's season has already gone to shit. So Yeah, I'm going to tell that one, too. Miami, just like you said, anytime you can fade Miami, do it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> do it. Okay, so here's mine. I got the Ohio State Indiana over 59. Ohio State has just been pummeling overs. Their offense is clicking on a roll. They've covered overs totals a couple of times in the past couple of weeks and by themselves. And so yeah. yeah, I got I got Ohio State over 59. Indiana. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tail that one. Same reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, I would actually like better though, um, to see what's it called. I would like to see uh, the team total for Ohio State. Whatever that mm. is, I'll, I'll probably take that as well. Yeah. Um, next up, I got Clemson plus three at Pitt. Um, Clemson, as as we all know, is having a terrible, terrible year in their standards. But come on, Pitt plus three. I'll take. Dude, it. I don't know, bro. Pitt's a Tigers. Pitt's a top twenty-five team. That's tough, bro. Because I feel like. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to fade. Down goes Clemson again. All right. Okay. I think I really think that Pitt has a good shot at winning the game. Um, I got BYU minus four and a half at Washington State. BYU has kind of fluttered a little bit in the past few weeks. They lost by multiple scores against Baylor. But like I said before, I love that team. I love their head coach. And Washington State is – 
just fired is obviously not good in the first place, but they just fired their head coach mid midweek um, because he refused to get vaccinated. Um, and I think that that might play a factor in the game on Saturday. Yeah, I didn't. I I agree with this pick. No matter what, I'm gonna tail. But yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect. You're right. Yeah, the Washington State coach did just get fired, so that I'm gonna tail that regardless of the situation. I think BYU is the better team here. But yeah, that'll play a a factor. I think it's more so a factor in college than it is in the NFL. Like when coaches are gone and stuff. It's true. Yeah. Um. Next up, I got Oklahoma State plus seven at Iowa State. Uh, I rode with them last week. I think they can get another dub here at Iowa State names. I'm also going to tail this one. I really, really, really like this. I think Iowa State is a tad overrated. I'm going to tail. Okay, awesome. Uh, and then next up, last, OU minus 38 and a half at Kansas. Kansas is so fucking bad. OU is rolling with Caleb Williams. I couldn't care less if the spread was 50. Ah, uh, dude, I see. I saw this one and I thought about it. I really thought about it hard. You're right. Caleb Williams is going to put up crazy numbers. They're rolling with him. It's the right decision. But 38 and a half, bro. I'm going to fade. Fuck it. I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade. Kansas, I believe in you. That's some famous last words. Yeah, honestly, exactly. <laughs> I've never heard them. <laughs> I believe in Kansas. Kansas, I believe in you. Your quarterback that's skinnier than a wide receiver put up some numbers. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Oh, Dude, man. if they could just score. Oh, fuck, actually. It's probably not going to hit. I'm going to fade it anyway. <laughs> it's too late. You it's believe too in late. Him. I said it. I believe in him. All right. All right. Let's see your NFL picks. All right, let's get it. So I know you have this in a teaser as well, but I'm yep. going to count this as a separate play because it is just the, the spread. So I'm rolling with Bengals plus six and a half at Ravens. This is a homer pick. Uh, I try to stay away from picking on Bengals games, but I think the Bengals have a legitimate shot of winning this game. This is a, a statement game for Cincinnati after competing with the Packers. I think they keep it close. It's a divisional game too. I agree with you 100%. I'm going to tail here. Um and I'm not going to fault you for including this when I had it in a teaser because, honestly, there isn't too many games that are worthy of betting in the NFL this week. Dude, you're right. I was looking through because you had yours listed out, and I was, like, looking through. I'm like, shit, shit. Like, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think if you added up the spreads, this would be the highest number. That's a good point. Yeah, because there's uh, the Lions and Card or the, the Rams and Cardinals are both, like, two touchdown favorites and more. There's a – there's a 12 and a half point spread. There's a 21, there's a 15 point spread and a 17 and a half point spread. And there's a lot of sevens and fives and shit. There's so gotta like, be some numbers on that. That might be yeah. like a record or some shit. Maybe, yeah. maybe on average, because there, this is, there's a lot of teams on buy. There's about six teams, I think on buy. So mm -hmm. I don't know how that would factor in, but like it's, there's, there's a lot of big spreads this week. Yeah. All right, and then next up, I'm going with – I took this in their last matchup. I'm doing it again. It hit last time. So give me the Patriots' first half minus three and a half against the Jets at home too. I'm going to tail again. Oh, there's some I'm hesitation. Oh. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Zach Wilson's just having a horrible rookie year. Uh, Bill Belichick. I was like, maybe he's going to do good against Belichick the second time, but I don't think so. Yeah. 
I will right. say one thing about the Patriots, though, is that I think they need to be more experimental with their quarterback because this is a year where they need to prove something and figure some shit out for next year. And they haven't they haven't been doing that. They've been holding the reins on Mac Jones. Very a little conservative, bit, and think, yeah. And I think that they should just let it fly and put everything on the table this year, figure out what's work, what works and what doesn't, because next year they could be a very dangerous team. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. They have been pretty conservative with Mac. All right. My next pick, this is – I don't know how to feel about this one, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, give me the Eagles plus three at the Las Vegas Raiders. We just talked about how the Raiders, you know, their situation with John Gruden, they're in shambles, but clearly it didn't affect them last week. They looked better than ever against the Broncos, but for some reason, I think the Eagles might get a win here. So, dude, this is really tough for me. I almost, I kind of like am leaning towards the Eagles as well. Um, it's tough, bro. It's it's this is a really tough game to bet. And it seems like this would be one of those things. Can I see what the money's at? Can you check your yeah, pro yeah, yeah. I can, action I can account? Check, yeah, I can check the money real quick. Let's see. Philadelphia plus three. All right. So right now the bets are basically even. It's 53% in favor of Philadelphia, 47 for the Raiders. But the Eagles are getting 67% of the money. So a little bit, a little bit bigger okay. bets on the Eagles. I'm gonna fade then. All right. Fair enough. That was that was a fade the public bet. All right, and then next up, I'm going Washington football team at Green Bay under 48 and a half. Washington has been their defense has been I don't I don't know how to say it. They have not lived Awful. up to expect. Yeah, they've not lived up to expectations. They've Dog shit. A lot of high scoring games. This one's more so of just like I got a feeling type thing. There's really no like numerical aspects, no stats I have to bring to you. It's it's straight up. I just I just got a feeling it's gonna hit the under. I'm gonna fade. I think Rogers is gonna have a field day out there with that atrocious football team defense, and maybe Taylor Heineke can put up some points in garbage time. That is true. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how we were so hype on their defense. Like that was like what is gonna make their team. And they've literally just been bottom of the mill, like awful. They've been yeah. straight up dog shit, like top, like bottom four. All right, and then nuts to close out my card for the weekend. I'm going with a two way teaser, so I'm going with Lions plus twenty one and a half at the Rams, and then I'm also going with the Texans plus twenty three and a half at the Cardinals. These are the two biggest spreads of the weekend, and probably the two biggest spreads I think of the year, except for whenever the Bucks played the falcons but yeah it's hard to win by more than 20 points in the nfl it's it's really infrequent regardless of how bad the team you are is playing i think i agree but i think that one of these teams has the opportunity to blow out their opponent one i mean you're both both of them do like realistically so so that's why i'm gonna fade all right, shit. We got more fades than we do tails. I think this is like the first time in a while. It's been a minute, but I just think that I if this one might come back to bite me because I do agree with your philosophy, and I do actually have a four-team teaser in place for my just betting already. Um, but I just think that I, I left the Lions and Texans out of it because they are the two worst teams in the league, and one of them has the chance to be blown out, mainly the Texans, I want a tail, but I'm just going to – something's telling me that I should fade. All right. Well, 
So be it. We'll see who's laughing at the end of this weekend. No, we'll see. We'll see. Um, for first up is my teaser. I got Bears plus 18 and a half at the Bucks, and then Bengals plus 12 and a half at Ravens. Yeah, I really, really like that Bengals pick. That you should throw that shit into any teaser for the no, weekend. That's, that's what I have. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and Bears plus 18. I see that happening too. I'm gonna I'm gonna tail that one. Do you want to actually here? I'll just show you read off my teaser that I have for this weekend. Because I have a 14 teaser, 20 to win 50. That's pretty nice. Um, yeah, that's why I like the four ones. Here, let me do this real quick. They're also more stressful, though, sometimes. They are. But uh, I have Bengals plus 12.5, Packers minus 2, Titans plus 10.5, and, and then Chicago Bears plus 18.5. What, what was the Titans one? Plus 10.5. Against two? The Chiefs. Bro, that's a lock, dude. I really like that. Yeah, that's decent, right? I'm going to have to tail that. I might have to. But, okay, next up, I got Dolphins plus two and a half versus the Falcons. I think that this is just kind of a get-it-right game. They're going to pull through and get a – it's going to be a, definitely going to be a tight game. Um, so this could easily also – like, it's so weird that it could be a a, a lose-but-cover situation for this game as well. Um, so, yeah, Dolphins plus two and a half versus the Falcons. I'm actually going to fade um, as much as I would like to see the Dolphins correct themselves. They look abysmal right now. It's it's tough. This is a tough game to call, though. This is kind of a coin flip game for me, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to fade it just to switch it up. And then I don't blame you either. This could be either way. Yeah. And uh, part of me almost took the Falcons, too, but I was like, you know what? Dolphins at home. Tua desperately needs to get a win so they can stave away these Deshaun Watson rumors. Yeah, so that's true too. Yeah, and so I I don't know. It's just it's what I'm rolling with. Um, All right. Next up, I got Titans plus four and a half versus the Chiefs at home. I'm gonna tail that one too. Uh, the Titans are playing a lot, a lot better after their loss to the Jets. Um, who would have thought that the Titans would have a better record than the Chiefs at this point in the season? So I think they can keep it close for sure. Yeah, they can keep it close. And then up next, I got Colts 49ers over 44 Sunday Night Football. Um, just it's over. One of my overs. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put this. I was about to put this on my card. This is one of my favorite bets of the entire weekend. I really like the over in this one, so I'm going to tail it as well. All right, cool. And then last up, I got Packers minus seven and a half versus the football team. Surprisingly, I'm gonna fade. I, okay. I think the Packers have been playing well, um, but it, it's it's time for a, a Vegas correction. I don't know. I just okay. I don't know. All right, plus seven and a half. It's a big big spread too. Kind of big spread. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all we got for Taylor Fade, and that is all we got for this Thursday's episode. Thanks as always for those that stay tuned for the entire time. Uh, we will be back again on Tuesday to kind of. I'll recap my F1 experience. We'll talk football as always and potentially have another guest on. I think uh, it's time we got to, we're getting used to this twice a week format. We may move into having some guests on more regularly if we can uh, balance that. Cause I remember with Colton, we went like two hours. So we got to, yeah, yeah, we got to figure out timing and everything like that. But as always, good stuff coming. Episode 50 is coming too. We got to do something for episode 50. We have to. We We have to. Yeah, a week from today, episode 50. Or if you're watching the recorded version, depends on when you're watching. But from live, 
on Thursday, episode 50 at 5 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back, as always. We'll have some announcements on Twitter uh, for what we're going to do for that episode. But until then, uh, thanks for listening, as always. And we'll see you all same time, same place. Yeah, One more thing. I wore my Selena shirt today. I don't know if you know who Selena is, but this is my new shirt. It's awesome. If you all don't know, definitely look her up. Because uh, anything for Selena's. Bro, Selena is my queen, bro. We, yeah, exactly. my, my girlfriend is Latina and she, like, oh, she put she, you on. Yeah, she put me on, bro. She encouraged me to, like, we watched, like, the Selena Netflix series. Oh, hell bro, yeah. Shit's fire, dude. I would, I would die for Selena, bro. On God. Anything, anything for Selena. Anything. I love All right. that. Anyway, off topic okay. a little bit. But so if we, a, if we want to, you guys to remember anything from this episode, it's that. You should do anything for Selena. Anything for Selena. Anything. All righty. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you guys on Tuesday at 8 o'clock live again. Peace.